from India's largest newsroom I'm Arun George and this is the Times of India podcast I believe very strongly that being pro life or being being pro choice is moral ethical ideological issue it is not a medical issue it should not be an issue of uh, of legal jurisprudence it should be a issue again of liberty of people so people should be liberalized to decide whether they are pro life or pro choice nobody should judge them nor should state judge them nobody else should judge what choice they are making for their own individual selves if there is a lady who is a pro choice lady she will seek to terminate the pregnancy if there is a lady who is a pro life lady she may seek to continue the pregnancy there can be let's say a rape survivor but if suppose she has morally ethically she believes in pro life ideology she may choose to continue the pregnancy and want to give birth to that particular child because of her moral ethical ideological scenarios now state should be supportive to that ideology also and equally supportive the state should be for somebody who is a pro choice ideology so state should not be judgmental about these kind of ideologies the debate over a judgment in the us has also put the spotlight on how india handles abortions dr nikhil datar who you just heard went to the supreme court challenging provisions of the medical termination of pregnancy act which was first passed in 1971 dr datar who is an obstetrician and gynecologist in mumbai has also challenged the amended version of the law that was passed by india's parliament in 2021 In today's episode we're talking to Dr. Datar about how India's law could be better. Why women should be at the center of the right to abort a pregnancy. The biggest misconceptions that people have about abortions and more. To start with, Dr. Datar explains how most abortions or medical termination of pregnancies are done. With the advent of brilliant medical treatments that are available most of the medical uh, most of the terminations of pregnancies can be achieved by giving some sort of medications whereby the uterus contracts and the products of pregnancy are expelled out through the natural process or through the natural orifice so most terminations happen that way few of them would happen by this suction evacuation which again means that you are not really putting any stitches or any cut or something of that sort so the common myth that is there that uh, termination of pregnancy or abortion automatically means surgery which means uh, cutting on the abdomen or something or that's what is i would say is actually uh, very much unfounded dr datar says the biggest misconception he's encountered about abortions in indian society is that it's illegal this misconception exists despite the fact that it's been legal for a woman to get an abortion since 1971 first and foremost a lot of people don't even know that uh, termination of pregnancy can perfectly be legally done in our country lot of people don't know that where to go to which place which doctor to go to how to ensure that you get a safe abortion done or safe termination of pregnancy done many of them are not even aware of the fact that there is a such a stringent law that their uh, information about them 
okay is expected to be kept very very secret and confidential so their privacy and their secrecy to be maintained in a very confidential manner sometimes there is more than uh, myth about abortion uh, it's a scare of how to approach the doctor how to say and this is more so amongst unmarried girls this is more so amongst uh, younger people and all their those, those people you know where they shy away from reaching the doctor so they try to do these home remedies which don't work and then they try to go to somebody to typically call it as back alley clinics kind of things so that's not a good idea to do because they may land up risking their own lives but even when women do go to gynecologists there are plenty of complaints that women have against doctors especially when they need birth control or abortions dr datar admits that doctors do come with their own moral baggage which could explain many patients bad experiences however he says patients should also understand that everything that doctor tells them isn't a judgment of their behavior we are not moral doctors we are medical doctors and we better stick to our role as medical doctors our job is to ensure safety in terms of terminating the pregnancy however ultimately doctors are human beings and uh, you can't be a doctor and not be a human being yeah so you will also have the virtues and values there could be some doctor who might uh, try to be a moral police or something of that sort which as a doctor one should definitely not want to do and i don't think most of the doctors would try to do that but it's a it's a kind of a myth probably that is created because of media or probably these films and all that kind of thing that they will be judged or something of that sort but the truth of the fact is particularly i must say that most of the gynecologists believe that woman has a right of termination she has a right of safe termination and most of the doctors in our country i'm very sure that will be very happy to come forth forthwith and provide a safe termination of pregnancy of course not to say that post termination of pregnancy they will also want to give an advice to these women to ensure that you use contraceptive now when a doctor is advising them that you know you should not land up getting unwantedly pregnant and keep on terminating the pregnancy but rather use contraceptive you know society and people also should understand that this advice has to be taken as a medical advice it's not an advice which is to judge somebody or something of that sort even taking medicines also instead of that why why not use uh, you know contraceptives and prevent the pregnancy rather than have the pregnancy and terminate the pregnancy so that's why this is an advice which typically is given Dr Datar says the need for talking about contraception arises because most youngsters don't know enough about the options they have and the only cure for that he says is to talk more openly about it today the trouble is most of the especially most of the young people they are not having enough knowledge about contraceptives itself they are not using contraceptives in the first place so we need to build a significant amount of awareness about contraceptive being being available easily and there should be no taboo a lot of the debate over the us law has centered over how much of a role the state should play in deciding whether a pregnancy should be ended dr datar explains why he's firmly of the belief the final call should be that of the woman and no one else i being a gynecologist and obstetrician has always believed because we see women who get pregnant they go through the whole pregnancy and i always say that pregnancy is is not 9 months job it's a 20 years project that's what i always tell my patients so it's like a real long term responsibility that uh, they are taking and 
whether you like it or no, the truth of the fact is maximum brunt of it is taken by women. And mind you that even medically we believe, uh, it's a very common medical saying that pregnancy hovers around normalcy and disease. It's somewhere at the at the brim of being normal and being you know disease. So imagine a situation that there is a lady who voluntarily to complete her one of her reproductive functions is voluntarily undertaking this risk or task of being pregnant. Her body systems are stretched, her physiology is stretched, her anatomy is stretched and all that kind of thing. Even her psychology is stretched to, to a great limit during pregnancy. So a woman who is undertaking this kind of a responsibility alone should have the right to determine and a free right to determine whether she wants to carry it, whether she wants to continue it or she wants to discontinue it. So according to me, as an individual, as a human being, as a gynecologist, as a professional, I am a very strong contender to believe that reproductive right every woman should have and that reproductive right should mean on one hand safe motherhood but on the other hand, safe termination of pregnancy also. Both should be rights of women in this particular country. That is what I am of, of a belief. India's law governing abortions is the Medical Termination of Pregnancy Act that was passed in 1971. Dr. Datar says that the law, curiously enough, doesn't mention the word abortion. I think way back in 1971, when we actually created this law, I think there was a there must have been a political reason for which they did not want to use the word abortion. And if we look at our law, that is Medical Termination of Pregnancy Act, Act was drafted purely on the medical ground. They said that in those days, there was such a wasteful damage to the women's health that was happening because women were going through uh, illegal, uh, unsafe terminations, losing their lives and limbs. And in order to avoid that kind of a thing, the law came into picture. So it was purely on the health ground. So I think the parliamentarians at that point of time decided and chose to not get into a typical controversial word as abortion. And that's why they took a shelter of this uh, newly coined uh, medical word that is medical termination of pregnancy. But as a result of taking refuge in this term, Dr. Datar says India's law doesn't give women the right to an abortion. Nowhere from 1971 till 2022, our law has ever said that termination of pregnancy slash abortion is a woman's right. Even today in India, it is not a right of a woman. It is allowed only under certain conditions, up to certain limits. Our Indian constitution, judges, courts or lawmakers have never ever said that women have unconditional right of abortion. The law says that only up to certain limit for certain reasons, termination of pregnancy is allowed and that is what is our legal standing. While women enjoyed the right to an abortion earlier, the Supreme Court's recent verdict allows states to decide women's right to end a pregnancy. Dr. Datar explains how this has taken the US well behind India on this issue. Contrary to what is the story here, what had happened was in the United States, the Supreme Court has said that the Constitution nowhere says that women have right to abortion. 
it is up to the states to decide what laws they want to make basically this new judgment has shifted the empowerment which was in the hands of women now to the state in terms of rights of abortion are concerned in india we never had right of abortion we only had permission to abort under certain conditions i may say that in india it's like a car which is uh, speeding at 50 in us they were speeding at 80 now they have you know reduced the speed and they have made it maybe 20 or maybe 30 or maybe 40 a society should only ensure that women have access to healthcare says dr datar and women should be allowed to choose whether they would like to become parents or not so the way we say that there should be freedom of many things right from profession to education to which uh, clothes you wear and all that similarly it should be a freedom that should be given by the state for individuals to exercise their own varieties their own beliefs their own uh, moral ethical understandings or there could be really religious understandings whatever the case may be state should not interfere with that and that's why i i feel that uh, uh, state should be supportive to women supportive to reproductive rights and supportive to reproductive rights means supportive to safe motherhood also as well as supportive to safe termination of pregnancy and abortions a 2015 study had revealed that over half of 1 crore abortions in india are done on the basis of advice from doctors but worryingly nearly 25% of women do it on their own without any advice from a medical professional dr datar acknowledges the conditions are less than ideal for women in india seeking an abortion especially in rural areas where both privacy and access to medical care are hard to get difficulties that women face is a lack of uh, uh, qualified gynecologists more particularly in the rural area so if it is like a lady who is in some corner of the village you know and if she has to go to taluka place to reach out to a gynecologist even going to taluka place might turn out to be difficult expensive she may have to take a, a leave from her job if she is a delivery wage worker she may have to give explanation why she is going to a taluka place so then how are we going to take care of her privacy if she does not want to tell her employer or does not want to tell her say mother in law as to why she is going these are few things which are predominantly social issues and they have to be a part and parcel of the social fabric not really related to medical part of the story altogether second problem is the termination of pregnancy so far was restricted only up to certain weeks even the amended law has not kind of fully liberalized it it has kind of relaxed it a bit more we have had 300 odd cases which we have fought uh, in various high courts and supreme courts and the common story common story of most of these women are they are usually uneducated coming from low socio economic class they were dependent on uh, government hospitals for their uh, antenatal care or their pregnancy care by the time they could reach take an appointment do a sonography which unfortunately found that the baby is grossly abnormal they were already beyond 20 weeks of pregnancy and you can imagine a plight of a woman where with great difficulty she manages getting a sonography done and the doctor has to tell look your baby is abnormal there is no future for this pregnancy but at the same time sorry we cannot terminate your pregnancy because you have gone past some arbitrary limit of 20 weeks 
and that's why now you have no other choice but a either to give birth to this child or b find out somebody go to some back alley clinic and undergo some unsafe abortion maybe risk your own life or c being exploited in hands of some doctor who will say that i am doing an illegal termination so come on pay me huge sum of money for doing this illegal work for you and all the three options are very bad dr dantar says that it was the case of one such patient who couldn't get adequate diagnosis on time that resulted in him challenging india's abortion law in the supreme court my story dates back a number of years back okay when i had as a gynecologist uh, you know had an occasion of uh, having one very close uh, known patient of mine who kind of did not do a sonography within 20 weeks gestation and by the time she came to me and i found out that the fetus was grossly abnormal she was beyond 20 weeks and the then law did not allow termination of pregnancy beyond 20 weeks and i was not definitely going to do an illegal termination of pregnancy so ultimately what happened was they they decided to continue the pregnancy they said that we also don't want to do anything illegal and i had uh, to deliver that baby and i saw the plight of the woman and the baby both for good number of years and i felt that though as a doctor i have done something which is perfectly correct that is being perfectly right in adhering to the law of the land the law of the land itself is unjust to women and hence it was in my mind that i want to challenge this law and in 2008 i was approached by another woman niketa mehta and harish mehta and again they came up with a similar type of a problem multiple heart abnormalities but diagnosed beyond 20 weeks and that time i told them that look if the problem is not with you or with me the problem is with the law and somebody needs to do something about it dr datar challenged the law in the high court and after losing in the bombay high court took his case to the supreme court he explains why any law especially one concerned with medicine and healthcare needs to keep pace with advances in science i genuinely feel that when you are doing any particular act around the health related things the law ought to keep pace with the advances in the medical science see 1971 you might want to limit termination of pregnancy at 20 weeks because the medical science was primitive at in those days i was born in 1970 my mother is a gynecologist but my mother also had not undergone a sonography when i was in her, her womb because there was no nothing called sonography now you cannot imagine you know uh, that there can be an era where sonography is not available okay but that was the era of 1971 today you are in 2020 what 22 you cannot still have 1971 law and parameters of 1971 law so health law has to always keep in pace with the advancement of the science and i was finding or seeing this gross disparity between advancement of science vis-a-vis where the law is and that's why i decided to challenge the law of the land because i felt that in today's days if this law persists then it is a great great injustice to women in this particular country after a very long battle of nearly 12 plus years and with this 300 odd cases i think uh, there was no alternative kept uh, you know for the parliament to amend the law so that's why the law was amended in 2021 the passing of the 2021 amendments to the law which among other things increased the limit by when a woman could get an abortion should have been a victory to celebrate after over a decade of court battle but dr datar says that while he was happy with some of the amendments he feels that there are still plenty of clauses 
that need to be changed. He explains the biggest reasons that made him return to the Supreme Court. I was kind of on one hand happy that there was some relaxation, but I was not so very happy because I did not find uh, it to be absolutely appropriate. I felt that there are many lacunae which need to be kind of challenged or which need to be covered. And that's why I have filed an appeal. So one of the reasons this kind of a definition of termination of pregnancy, which is actually creating more confusion. Secondly, there is a new clause that is added that now termination of pregnancy can be done between 20 and 24 weeks of pregnancy. But funnily, beyond 24 weeks of pregnancy, even a minor girl who is a rape survivor, even she is not allowed to terminate the pregnancy, which according to me is horrible. We have had so many cases where Supreme Court has allowed termination of pregnancy for a minor rape survivor at 32 weeks of pregnancy. But this law has taken a very regressive stand as far as minor rape survivors. So that is something which about which I am not very happy. Third thing, between 20 and 24 weeks, they, the new law says that termination of pregnancy will be only possible if the woman is married and divorcee or who has lost her husband during the pendency of pregnancy. Now, I do not understand why should government be a police in terms of the marital status of the woman. On one hand, you are clearly saying that when you are terminating the pregnancy, the husband's consent for termination is not required. And on the other hand, you are saying that unmarried single women cannot undergo termination between 20 and 24 weeks, which according to me is absurd. I mean, what has marital status got to do with termination of pregnancy? If it is unsafe, it is unsafe. Then it is unsafe for everybody. And if it is safe, it should be safe for everybody. I mean, how does marital status come into the picture? I completely fail to understand. And, and many such kinds of things are there actually in this particular law of the land. In fact, I had hoped that many anomalies which were created by the rules and the regulations under MTP Act will get straightened and streamlined in the new rules and regulations. But even that has not been taken into consideration. While the law will take time to amend, Dr. Datar says what's really needed in India is more conversations on contraceptives, abortions and safe pregnancies. I think all in all women's rights and reproductive rights okay, need to be enshrined, they need to be woven into our, our cultural fabric in the first place, whether be it education, be it social function. If we talk about reproductive rights primarily, then I think all these problems, right up to female feticide, you know, all these problems will be better taken care of. So the social engineering part in terms of uh, reproductive rights is absolutely crucial because if you empower women with the required information, whether it is about pregnancy, about contraceptive, about termination, about everything, then it is going to significantly improve the quality of the households our Indian people are going to live in down the line. So empowerment is going to be a very big thing and empowerment is not only giving them money or giving them job, but empowering them with knowledge and knowledge about their own health care. Okay, is a very big empowerment that uh, needs to go down there. His petition is still pending before India's apex court. But Dr. Datar says that all he really wants is for the law to keep it simple. That, he says, will benefit women and prevent doctors from being too scared to help women. As far as the law of the land is concerned, I can have a very large wish list 
but i at this point of time at least bare minimally want these anomalies to be rectified in the medical termination of pregnancy act the medical termination of pregnancy act has to be woman friendly it also has to be doctor friendly if you are making mtp or termination of pregnancy complex difficult and risky to doctors to women so many bureaucratic loopholes so many red tapisms created so that anybody can take the loophole and very easily get on to any doctor and all that kind of thing i mean healthcare providers will start decide will start saying we don't want to provide this particular service women will say that why should we go to this type of people and ultimately what will happen is you are exactly going in an opposite direction to what you started with so law of the land has to be made in a manner which has to strengthen the basic aim and objective of the law but it's an irony that this particular act like many other acts you start with brilliant aim and objectives you have a brilliant objective in the mind but further down the law itself becomes like a shake chilly and counterproductive to the original aim and objective for which you began with and that's typically what has happened with mtp act 2021 at number of places so those things need to be rectified aggressively and immediately today's episode was produced by jairaj singh sunai marathe and anuja singh for a daily spotlight on people ideas and stories that matter subscribe to us we're available on ty plus spotify apple google podcasts and all other platforms of your choice for any news tips email us at tuipodcast@timesinternet.in